welcome to the Totally Buggin' Podcast, the podcast about all things creepy crawly. We are your host organisms, Cami and Faith. So today we're going to be talking about um, an interesting history, our own personal experiences, and the future of a very interesting uh, section of entomology called entomophagy. But first, Cami, what is entomophagy? Well, I know that uh, entomophagy is the practice of eating insects, and I know that partially because phage makes me think of bacteriophage, Mm -hmm. and those are viruses that eat bacteria. Yeah, so entomophagy is the practice of eating bugs, and normally when you're talking about entomophagy, you're um, specifically talking about humans eating bugs instead of um, other, not lizards. Not lizards or like other mammals, stuff mm-hmm. like that, particularly humans. So uh, this is not a new practice. Mm-hmm. I want to point out first, and people have been eating bugs for thousands of years. Um, there are many examples of cultures eating insects. Um, a very good one is the Native Americans. Uh, they would eat grasshopper flour, bug fruit cakes, and fried cicadas. And I want to point out they would eat these for enjoyment, not mm-hmm. just survival. And Do you know of any particular tribes that would have these uh, cultural practices? Or is it just kind of a general, like, across the Americas, this was common? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know any particular tribes, but okay. I would say um, eating bugs is more, or I'll say insects, not bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, eating insects is more typically a cultural thing that one sees in uh, tropical climates where bugs, um, like, stay out all year, basically. So oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it may be, I don't know for sure, but it may be less likely to be seen in Native American tribes that are more in colder climates mm-hmm. because they just wouldn't have access to bugs all year round. Okay, that's yeah. a, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, cultures particularly in tropical climates, have been eating insects for thousands of years um, for survival, enjoyment, and in some cases as a delicacy because there are a readily available food source throughout the years. Insects are available in large quantities and are very rich in protein, which is why, again, they're a very good food source. So in this episode, Amy... Amy? Amy? <laughs> Camilla and I. <laughs> Camilla. <laughs> that is what I want. That is who I care about. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, so, Cami and I will be talking about uh, the history of entomophagy, our own personal experiences with consuming insects, mm-hmm. and the new popularity of entomophagy in recent years, and um, little, like, spoiler not just in countries that are already that already eat insects as common practice it's popping up in cultures where it's not common i mm-hmm. guess okay so first let's get into his into the history as i've already said thousands of years ago uh bugs were eaten for survival going as far back as the hunter gatherer period of human history and this is because insects are a very good source of proteins and healthy fats Again, Native Americans were known for um, roasting insects. 
such as June beetles or cicadas. Um, and they actually claimed that these insects have a seafood taste. and Which makes sense. Because seafood is also an arthropod, which is the same. Well, some kinds of seafood, some like shrimp seafood. and crab and mm-hmm. lobster, which you're probably used to eating. Mm-hmm. But if you went back uh, maybe 120-ish years into the past, 150 years into the past, lobster was considered to be a poor person food, and yeah. it did not gain popularity as a delicacy in American culture until fairly recently. So it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, I would, I would think probably people back then would think of, would maybe more think of like lobsters and stuff um, as we think of bugs now. Like, ew, gross. Why would I want to eat that? It was, it was prison food. Literally, it was. Prison food? mm -hmm, It was most commonly consumed in prisons because it was cheap and in high abundance in up until like the 1870s I believe we need okay we need to travel back in time and then get arrested for a crime in like the 1800s and then we'll girl they're gonna hang you (laughs) (laughs) wait why would they hang me well what what crime did you commit I didn't mean anything super serious maybe like a little thievery a little a little thief a little thiefing I thought you said fever, and that's why I was confused. Um, oh, no. Like, I stealing. Mean, I wasn't going to murder anybody. I mean, they would hang you for, like, stealing a horse back then. So better okay. just be, like, a loaf, loaf of bread. All right, we've done it. We've gotten a Les Mis reference <laughs> into the episode. Um, shit. Okay, um, any lobsters being yeah. formerly considered prison food. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now we'll just go back in time yep. and get arrested for a crime and then eat lobsters. A minor crime that wouldn't... Not a hanging crime. Not a hanging. Can't be hanging. I wasn't sure if they hanged women anyway, unless it was they like did. super serious. I mean, they were wilding back then. Like <laughs> <laughs> They could do whatever they wanted back then. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yes, um, Native Americans... Uh, said that these insects um, had a similar taste to seafood. So keep that in mind as we're talking about um, the other flavors of these insects, Mm -hmm. is that um, they don't have an unpleasant taste. Mm -hmm. And eventually, Native Americans even uh, made traps and things to attract insects in large numbers in order to get a larger yield um, and food source. And then going forward in time slightly, the Old Testament um, mentions eating beetles, grasshoppers, and locusts, and also the ancient Greeks and Romans were known to eat insects, with Aristotle talking about how to find cicadas. So my point in like this part of the history thing is that it is not like confined to like one part of the world, and we're going to get into uh, more detail. And about it's not that. just a trend either. No, it's seen. Um, throughout periods of history, like starting with hunter-gatherer, going all the way up to Romans, Greeks, and even now people still uh, eat bugs Mm -hmm. regularly and even as a delicacy. Um, In other parts of the world, such as Southeast Asia and Africa, termites are the insects of choice to eat. Um, And in some places, the termites are harvested and eaten straight from their mound in the dirt. And... Um, I think I've seen 
videos of people like they'll take a stick Mm -hmm. and like go in and scoop it up and then just eat the termites Mm -hmm. which i found i find pretty interesting yeah thinking you can just go outside and get a little snack that's like fun (laughs) (laughs) um again these insects are very protein rich and are reported to have a pleasant taste such as resembling mint carrots or nuts i've heard that before that nuts not nuts that insects can have like a nutty flavor Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. In my experience, I've only tried crickets, mm-hmm. and I found that they tasted similar to sunflower seeds Ooh. is the closest comparison I yeah. could think of. And you can also have various flavors that you can add to them, just like sunflower seeds. So. Oh, like different seasoning? Yep, like mm. sour cream and onion. Uh, that sounds <laughs> Sour good. cream and onion crickets. Ooh. We might need to try that. Yep, we'll mm. have to place an order. Mm. There are also various ways to cook insects, such as roasted, fried, or ground up and baked into bread. Mm -hmm. Um, Historically, countries in Europe and the U.S. um, have actually been the outliers in entomophagy because these countries do not eat bugs. It's seen as a strange practice due to the negative pest connotation that insects have in the West. And also, it's also due to the due to the fact that less than 2% of the world's edible insects live in Europe and North America. Uh, Because of this, there is much less selection of edible insects for the Western world. And due to the stigma of bugs being seen as gross, scary, or simply annoying, um, there is an abnormal lack of eating insects throughout the West. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say it's like multiple factors of why um, North America and Europe is particularly um, strange in the fact that they don't eat insects mm-hmm. uh, regularly. Yeah, and again, it's a matter of perspective. If yeah. you see people eating something that you've never tried before, you might see it as strange, but mm-hmm. that other person might have been eating it their whole life. And yeah. if you go back even 50 years in the U.S., things like sushi weren't considered normal. You would get absolutely disgusted reactions if you mentioned really? eating raw fish. Mm-hmm. Really? That's weird. Yeah, sushi is in the U.S. has very recently yeah. shot up in popularity. Oh, wow. So it's all a manner of perspective. Yeah. And also, uh, like, as the, I feel like as these countries don't, developed like what is available because like in cold climates bugs aren't going to be um widely available Mm -hmm. um throughout the entire year so I feel like that would be part of the reason why it's just not a common thing is because most of the time you're not able to so now um I want to get into our personal history of eating insects Um, Me personally, I thought eating a bug or an insect was the most unthinkable, disgusting thing ever. Like even as a kid, like I feel like there's a like motif in childhood media for some reason, like eating worms. Yes. Like how to eat fried worms. Did you read that book as a kid? No, I didn't. I didn't read it, but I always was so grossed out by the cover art. Oh, was it like... Worms aren't insects, but no. it's the same kind of disgust reaction yeah. that we're trying to convey here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I thought it was 
like absolutely disgusting. And then um, until college, we're both in college. (laughs) And I took a entomology class and I saw like all different kinds of insects and how useful, interesting and genuinely beautiful a lot Mm -hmm. of bugs can be. And our professor um, offered us an opportunity to eat insects. And I was a lot more open to it than I had been in the past. And I feel the way that our professor uh, presented the insects for us to eat took a lot of the stigma away. He, um, he and his wife made chocolate chip cookies out of cricket flour. Mm-hmm. So it was like you just look at it and it's a cookie. Like it's not... It's not like a whole bug where it's um, scary looking. And I feel like there's a similar kind of uh, thought process with people who don't like lobsters and seafood or even fish. Like mm-hmm. they don't they don't like seeing the like whole body, the whole animal. Right. But um, in this context, you can just go, oh, it's a cookie. Delicious. We as Americans particularly, because of the nature of our industrialized society yeah we are very separated from the process of our foods production yeah we are not for example we don't say that we're going to eat cow or we're going to eat pig we say pork and we say beef there's even in our language there's Mm -hmm. a degree of separation between ourselves and the food that we are eating yeah absolutely and then when you actually see like the entire, maybe not the entire process, but like the entire animal, you're caught like off guard. Yeah, there's there's that saying about you don't want to know how the how the sausage gets made. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I feel like with poultry sometimes, like when oh, you prepare, that's, it's terrible when you prepare like a whole chicken, or like it's just like it's off putting. Yeah, to see the whole thing and then just like how animals are treated in that whole process is. Mm-hmm. Depending on the place, because I will say, um, I'm from a small farming town, yeah. so a lot of times farmers personally know their dinner before they have it. So those those cows are treated. Yeah, they well. might they might know we're eating Henrietta for dinner. Actually, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is a bit of a tangent, but um, my neighbors had this mean, ugly, nasty rooster. Mm -hmm. And then when the rooster finally died, um, we got to make uh, cocovan, which is a French dish where you, um, it was originally, I think, a peasant dish Mm -hmm. where you would go out and find the old rooster, like the old tough rooster, and then you cook him for like three days. Yep. So he's all soft and delicious. So yeah, we knew, we knew the rooster before we ate him. Mm Mm-hmm. I also, I just want to say, I'm so jealous that you got to take that entomology class in person. I know. Because when I took the entomology class, it was virtual. It was over Zoom. So we didn't get to see any of the bugs in person, and we didn't get to eat anything special. Mm. I was was watching my lecture from my grandma's house and (laughs) getting periodically interrupted to go fix her iPad. Oh no. The joys of the joys of the COVID era, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be like an entire history textbook someday. Our our kids are gonna have a history assignment where they have to talk to us about what it was like. Oh my god, you're so right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to clown on them. Just be <laughs> like, oh 
It was so terrible. We couldn't... The toilet. First it was the toilet paper. Then it was, And just go on this entire old person rant. Yep. Absolutely necessary. You kids don't know how easy you have it these days. Absolutely. We didn't even have a graduation. We didn't have a graduation. But anyway, back to my insect cookies. Um, he made everyone he made everyone uh, cookies out of cricket flour, and I was kind of surprised most people in the class actually took one because mm-hmm. it was um, a gen ed thing. So it's not like entomology majors who would be interested in this like it was actually a lot of business majors so I was surprised (laughs) it's always the business majors in the jets always um so I was actually surprised when most people took a cookie and I took one myself and they were really good Mm -hmm. like they take like it tasted like a cookie I remember him asking everyone like the first couple people that came up he was like it tastes like a cookie right it's like see it's not scary and he was just like it was really cool that he was so excited to share that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really curious to try baking with something like cricket flour because I've only yeah. had just plain salted uh, roasted cricket. Yeah. That's all I've ever tried. Um, it didn't change anything with, like, the uh, consistency. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know the recipe, but if if any of our listeners bake a lot, you will know that, like, messing around with baking recipes can ruin, like, the consistency or how much it rises, but I did not notice, like, a difference at all. Like, I couldn't taste, like, sometimes when you use, like, gluten-free flour Mm -hmm. or something, you can, like, bite into it and be like, oh, this is, this is gluten-free. Like, something's not right. I really couldn't tell at all. Uh, Yeah, I imagine it's similar to substituting something like soy or oat milk for cow's milk. Yeah, because it doesn't have, like, the the same fat content. Mm. And actually... Getting into the subject of macronutrients, um, because they had a pro- they because they were made out of cricket flour, they had a way higher protein content mm. than normal cookies, um, but they still tasted really good. And if anyone, maybe one of our listeners, um, one of our listeners is uh, one of our friends. I know he's a total gym bro, so maybe he'll be Let's into. See if my see if my little <laughs> brother would be willing to try. Uh... A cricket protein stuff. Yeah. yeah, but um, if you've ever tried, like, protein cookies, they, like, they're really chalky. Ooh. And, like, they have a weird consistency. So you could look into cricket flour as a protein supplement. Gotta go after those gains. <laughs> Gotta get those gains. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Cami, I wanted to ask you, I know you said you've tried salt and pepper uh, crickets. Have you tried any other insects, or have you been to? Um, I mentioned a few of them in a little bit, but have you ever been to a country where um, eating bugs is a norm? I guess, and like, have you seen that? I guess out in the wild. Yeah. So I used to live in. I lived in Japan, and I lived in Thailand for a little while. And while I lived in Thailand, we went on a vacation to Cambodia Mm -hmm. and a lot of the street markets had things like roasted crickets Mm -hmm. um I know that my dad has tried stuff like tarantula he said that the hairs kind of got stuck in his throat yeah I don't mm -mm. Uh, I I couldn't do that so that's another arthropod Mm -hmm. uh I I know I I I'm blanking now that I'm trying to list them but I I have seen them at at like night markets oh okay Mm -hmm. yeah and 
I think I get into it um, a little bit in our next section, actually. So today, um, around half of the world's population still eat insects. In Mexico, there are 549 species of insects um, that they will add to tacos and other foods. Um, specifically, ant eggs in Mexico mm. are like thought of as a delicacy on the same labor, same same level as caviar. I was about to make a caviar comparison. Yeah, yeah, it's it, fish roe. <laughs> yeah, it has um, a nutty, and it has like a nutty taste. Mm. So I would be cons- I would be curious about the uh, consistency because. I'm not sure if I've tried caviar, but I think if I did, I would not like the consistency. Like you've you've had um, California rolls with the little orange dots on it, right? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the little orange dots are fish eggs. I'd have to retry it. It's been a while since I've had it. They just taste kind of salty. Yeah, they yeah. do taste salty. Um, it's more of a texture thing. It's fun to pop them in your yeah. mouth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like a boba, like bursting boba. I don't know. I don't like boba. That's right. Lame. <laughs> Disappointed. It's also a texture thing for me there. I don't like... Yeah. Okay, but then why do you like fish egg texture but not popping boba texture? I've never tried popping boba. I don't oh. I don't like regular tapioca pearl. Like, it's too chewy. Oh, okay. You might like bursting then because it, like, it like pops in your mouth more. I and feel it's like not... it would still be too sweet for me. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe. Ooh, we'll go out for boba. Yeah, but I don't really want to spend like $7 on a drink that I may or may not like. We'll see. We'll, we'll, see. Go, out, we'll go out together. Okay. And I'll, and I'll, I'll have buy a sip. It. Yeah, and if you don't like it, I'll drink the rest of it. Alrighty. I am that girly that will buy two bobas <laughs> just because I want to try both. Okay. Um, in Colombia and Brazil, their favorite insects are leafcutter ants, uh, which are apparently sold like popcorn. When watching a movie. Okay, leafcutter ants are so yeah. awesome. I, I would love I do to like talk about them. them at some point. Ooh, future episode. Yeah, yeah, because, well, do you know why they collect the leaves? I feel like, don't they grow fungus with it? Yeah, they okay. farm with it. They cultivate fungus. Yeah. They don't eat the leaves. Anyway, that's that's an episode that I will absolutely do in the future because they are no, really yeah, for cool. Sure. I remember... Um, I remember watching a nature documentary about it mm-hmm. where like they go up in the tree and then they cut the leaf and they fall down and then they carry it. Yeah, they intentionally let the leaves rot. But yeah, we'll get to that another time. <laughs> <laughs> We're spoiling the episode. Right. So in Brazil, it's like popcorn. They sell yeah. it in movies. Yeah, they eat it like popcorn. Mm-hmm. I'll have to ask. Um, I have a friend from Sao Paulo, so I'll have to see if that's. Maybe, Anna? yeah, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to see if that's maybe a, uh, like, isolated to a certain region or if she's tried it before. Yeah, we'll no. have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Um, in China, larvae from beehives are eaten. Um, Bali will boil down dragonflies without their wings in coconut milk. Mm-hmm. And silkworms are sold in markets like China in China, Japan, South Korea, um, to be added to tofu or other traditional dishes in Malaysia, Indonesia, and Papua New Guinea, or Papua New Guinea, excuse me. Um, they enjoy sago grubs, 
which I'm kind of interested because I don't know what they look like. Like, I know what all those other kinds of insects looks like. How do you spell it? Um, S-A-G-O. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, sorry. S-A-G-O. Uh, and then grubs. Whenever I hear the word grub, I think of that scene in The Lion King. Yes. Where oh, they look like, so delicious. I know, like all the different colored bugs. Okay. This okay. is what they look like. Oh, yeah, they look like... Um, meaty. Meaty larvae. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, prepared like that, it does look like Ooh, in the Lion King. they look... Um, yum, yum, they're yum, on, yum. like, a stick, and it looks like they're dipped in caramel. Ooh, Ooh and that one, they're on top of, like... It kind of looks like sushi. Yeah, they're, like on, they're on top of sushi. Ooh. They kind of look... Let me ma- find out what they... Prepare them on. No, I wanted to know what, what they turn into. Oh, Okay. Ooh, even the adult bug is kind of pretty. It's a weevil. A weevil, okay. They turn into the red palm weevil. Ooh, cool. Interesting. Fun fact. Even we learn new things on the podcast. <laughs> um, and all of, the in, all of these insects that I've mentioned are really high in macronutrients, such as protein, which we've mentioned, mm-hmm. but also um, amino acids, which are also very important for your health. Um, so eating insects is gaining popularity in the Western world, um, in different environmentalist circles due to the extremely low amount of resource input that insect production has compared to cattle production. Mm -hmm. So, um, if any of our listeners are in the know about environmentalist communities, they are really pushing for people to start thinking about eating insects because um, just the amount of resources it uses, it's so less. And um, I have a few statistics. Uh, Insects require much less water and feed to produce the same output as beef, chicken, and pork, which are, I would say, the three main proteins um, in Western countries, such as like Europe and the U.S. Uh, Europe is my country, really. Okay, a continent... (laughs) <laughs> the u.s country in the european continent um okay uh farming insects also requires much less land than farming animals and cattle and produces less greenhouse gases crickets only emit one gram of greenhouse gas per kilogram of protein while chickens produce 300 grams per kilogram, pigs produce 1,130 grams per kilogram, and beef cattle produce 2,850 grams per kilogram, which, just looking at that statistic, that is like an astronomical difference mm-hmm. between insects and, um, I'll say, normal protein animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, anytime we scale up production of some kind of livestock, Mm -hmm. there's definitely some potential that the practices used to scale up production might not be sustainable, so we just have to be mindful moving forward. Yeah. But generally, in terms of amount of resources per calorie or Mm -hmm. per macronutrient, yeah. There's a clear advantage for eating insects. Yeah, absolutely. And just because, um, we'll get into that in a second, um, their size is mm-hmm. a big reason for that. Uh, so producing the same amount of protein through cattle instead of insects 
also costs a lot less in terms of feed, water, land, and produces less greenhouse gases, um, as we've already covered. And insects are a very healthy source of protein in a small serving. So a 3.5 ounce serving of grasshopper typically contains 14 to 28 grams of protein. And keep in mind that one serving of beef, which is four ounces, contains, here, do you want to guess? Do you want to guess how many grams of protein? Okay, it um, was, for the grasshopper, it was 14, was it? 14 to 28. 14 to 28. So for the beef, I'm guessing mm-hmm. 10. Higher. Wait, am I talking about the... I forgot the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. So a 3.5-ounce serving of grasshopper typically contains 14 to 28 grams of protein. So guess how many grams of protein are in one serving of beef, which is 4 ounces? 29. You're closer. It's 29. Oh, okay. So um, protein per serving, grasshopper and... Uh, beef are pretty close Mm -hmm. so it's not like it's not a big protein difference um between the two it comes down more to um resources in terms of like oh which one should I eat so like you're not going to immediately go into protein deficiency Mm -hmm. if you start eating more bugs instead of uh traditional protein sources um, Do you know what about the bodies of arthropods makes them so rich in protein? Um, I'm not sh- quite sure. I know that their um, exoskeleton, I remember reading, like, there's something about their exoskeleton that you don't want to eat just because... Because I'm pretty sure, I don't think we can digest chitin, can we? Yeah, you can't. So, yeah, so I'm wondering where that comes from, where the where the protein is coming from, if not from the hard shell. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but I know we can't uh, digest what their exoskeleton is made out of. So it would be like if you've ever, I think it's corn, you can't digest corn all the way. Yeah, something like that. You would see an exoskeleton in your poop. All right, that's a little graphic thing. Should we cut that bit out? Not necessarily. It's just gross. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Um, So basically, cricket and beef contain about the same amount of protein in a similar serving. And there are different different benefits to eating insects that offset uh, the apparent disadvantages. And some of the disadvantages um, in the article I read said how um, bugs are... Perceived, perceived as dirty and, mm-hmm. like, could potentially transmit um, disease and particularly um, in, like, open-air markets, like, stuff like that. They could... Open-air markets are just... You could make that argument yeah, with other types of Yeah, that's not meat. specific to insects. No, and I would think um, in countries that are, like, so highly regulated as the U.S. in terms of food... Mm-hmm. Um, if this were to become like a lar- a more like mainstream thing, it would be like very highly regulated so that people wouldn't get sick when eating these bug products. Mm-hmm. Um, like with honey production. Right. Like you're not worried about getting sick when you go to the store and eat honey. 
Yeah, but of course, if you are collecting honey yourself, mm-hmm. and if you're not storing it correctly, there's a risk of the botulism. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I feel like that's a common risk when working with any kind of mm-hmm. animals and using it for food. Yep. Like, so it's really not any more dangerous to consume bugs. arthropods than any other kind of Mm. Uh, nutrient source that we have readily available in the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And while I don't think the West will be open to eating bugs right now, I think that the possibility of insect flour or protein supplements... protein bros will eat anything that you tell them (laughs) give them gains. Ooh, okay, I'm going to go on another little tangent. Have you ever heard of the product called Soylent? Soylent Green? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Actually, the product was named after the Soylent Green movie. That's a terrible idea. Exactly. Why would they market themselves? Okay. But um, we'll have to have a marketing major on to explain that to us. Um, But I remember they made, originally they just made like uh, like, uh, shake supplements. Mm -hmm. So like. You make a milk, you get a milkshake, basically, a protein milkshake uh, from Soylent. And then they started making uh, protein balls and they switched from using, I don't remember the exact term, but whatever source, whatever source they were using, um, they switched from using the oil to using the flour Mm. and it made their consumers like really really sick like I won't get into details Uh, but it made people have but it's not made of people no okay (laughs) despite what the marketing might lead you to believe if you're not getting the joke we're making go go watch what's that movie called Soylent Green yeah okay yeah go watch Soylent Green good movie but yeah so I would think this would actually be a better protein supplements than some that are already out there because depending on your like um, gut microbiome, it could make you sick or just changing um, from an oil to a flour or a flour to an oil could make uh, your consumer base sick. Um, but I think insect flour or protein supplements could be a viable option. Yeah. Especially if it's uh, marketed well. Mm-hmm. Like again, Soylent, is not a great company name, (laughs) if you understand that movie. So, uh, to wrap up our episode, not only has eating insects been practiced for thousands of years, it is still practiced today throughout the world by millions of people for all of the nutritional benefits, taste, and the cultural significance. And um, I'll do a little prelude. We are going to be eating some insects um, on the channel eventually. On the channel, are we YouTubers or are we... Oh, no! <laughs> On the podcast, we will eventually do uh, an episode where we yes. sample various arthropod-based food products. Yes. We just have to wait for our package to arrive. Absolutely. I want to try sour cream and onion crickets. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want to try baking with, baking with bugs. Ooh, what should we bake? We should bake a cake. <laughs> we should bake a cake. Or muffins. Ooh, I like muffins. <laughs> I love muffins. All right. So this has been Totally Buggin' with Cammie and Faith. Thanks for listening. Bye.